This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. In The Boy from the Woods, Harlan Coben creates the unforgettable character of Wilde, a man who is a mystery to everyone, including himself. Decades ago, Wilde was found as a boy living feral in the woods with no memory of his past. Now, 30 years later, he's a highly trained ex-military operative who still knows nothing about his personal history, and he's back living in the same woods on the outskirts of town, content to be an outcast with only a few deep connections to other people. With more than 75 million books in print worldwide, Harlan Coben is the number one New York Times bestselling author of numerous suspense novels, including Runaway, Don't Let Go, Home and Fool Me Once, as well as the multi-award-winning Myron Bolitar series. His books are published in 44 languages around the globe and have been number one bestsellers in more than a dozen countries. This book, The Boy from the Woods, is his 32nd book. He's also the creator and executive producer of many TV shows, including the Netflix, Netflix original drama Harlan Coben's The Stranger, and also the acclaimed Netflix original drama Harlan Coben's Safe. Happy to have Harlan Coben join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Harlan, welcome to this program. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Where did the idea for The Boy from the Woods come from? Um, well, I was hiking in the woods, which is something I really don't like. I kind of get bored. I'm looking for like a, a bookstore to wander through or a coffee shop or or something. After a while, a tree is just a tree. But uh, as I'm, my mind is wandering, as it often does. I spotted a boy, I'd say around six years old, and I started to think to myself, well, what if? What if this boy had just come out of the woods and swears he's always lived there, has no memory of parents, broke into houses to feed himself? What if 30 years pass and we still don't know what happened to him? No parents no have ever come forward. No one has ever claimed him. And now another kid goes missing in the woods. So that was a little seed that started the boy from the woods. And this boy, Wild, how did you create him? Well, I just started to think what he'd be like. I think it'd be very hard to make attachments if you had grown up with no memory of anybody taking care of you. Um, I think he'd have certain skills to have had survived that. And then I gave him something of a, another tragedy he could share with another character who I've had in a lot of books named Hester Krimstein. She's a 70-year-old attorney. Um, and the character just sort of, sort of comes out. Um, character is interesting because it's, it's trickier to talk about, I think, than than um, than plot. Plot you can kind of discuss a little bit, but sometimes a character is just there. What is the relationship, Harlan? Between or her, they come, they come out. They just come out. And what is the relationship between this TV lawyer Hester Crimstein and Wild? Well, they, they share a tragic past in terms of, uh, of uh, Wild's best friend and Hester's son. Um, I don't want to give too much away. Right. But they've known each other for a long time, and there's a bond there. Even though the book opens, they haven't seen each other in six years. But when Hester needs help, she knows she can go to Wild and he'll be there. We're chatting with number one New York Times bestselling author Harlan Coben here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, his new novel is The Boy from the Woods. What was the primary challenge for you in writing this novel, Harlan? You know, it's funny. A novel's a little bit like, I, I compare it often to childbirth in many ways. And one of the ways it's that way is that you kind of forget the pain after it's over. It's always hard to say, you know, they're always really hard to write. And I think one of the ways you get to write the next one is to kind of um, forget 
you went through. Uh, I've you know, written, as you mentioned earlier, I think 30, 32 books. It's, it's a lot yeah. of books. Um, but they're all hard. They never really get easier. They all have their unique challenges. Um, but part of it, I think, in this case, was to make Wild um, an interesting character and a character you want to hang with for a long time. Most of my protagonists are, are fairly chatty guys. Myron Bolotar is a fairly chatty guy. Most of the guys that are fathers that I have in certain other books or romantic leads, they're, you know, they're not, they're not afraid to mix it up. This guy is really a loner. Um, and I haven't written too many loner characters. And so that was a big part of the challenge. And a guy so different, he lives in the woods. He lives in an eco-capsule, which yep. is really a fascinating kind of a thing, a small structure out in the middle of the woods. This is guy, you know, that's, that's not like my normal uh, normal ones that you write. And so I think he was a an interesting but really uh, great challenge. And outside of Myron Bolotar, I think he's the most likely character wild that I, that I have that will return. My guess is this is the start of a series. I don't know for sure, but I think so. Harlan, what are the ingredients that make up a good protagonist? Oh, I don't know. I think the key is for them to be real and someone you'd want to you'd want to spend time with. Those are really the two things. They don't have to be good. They don't have to be bad. They don't have to be whatever. But I think they have to feel very real, like someone that has been authenticity to the person. And they got to be someone you want to spend time with. If you were in a pub and you were sitting next to somebody, this would be the person you would want to sit with and listen to. Um, I think those are the, the two keys. Everything else can change. Male, female, old, young, you know, any gender, any race, any creed, any nationality, any religion. But the, that's, I think, the key is those two, those two things have to be there. So we mentioned 32 books for you. How do you keep coming up with fresh ideas? Um, it's all I do. <laughs> I don't really have any, I have no other marketable skill. I have nothing else. Um, to, you know, I have no other jobs. My, I, I don't really have a hobby too much. I, I golf a little bit. But if I'm not um, writing, I always feel guilty. So if I'm trying to do something like, oh, I don't know, paint or play cards or collect something, I'm always in the back of my mind saying, eh, you know, you could be home writing. You could be doing, you could be working. So I think that's part of it is, this, is, is a work ethic. Um, and I also treat it like a job. Um, I, I, it may be an artistic process. I don't know. People can decide that for themselves. But in terms of the work, um, and most of the, the, the artists who have produced a lot of work get this, that they treat it like a job. A plumber can't one day wake up and say, ooh, today I can't do pipes. Um, I treat it like that, where um, I, I have to do it. I have to sit myself down and I have to write. Chatting with number one New York Times bestselling author Harlan Coben here on Speaking of Writers. His new novel is The Boy from the Woods. Do you have a mental or written checklist when you go into a new project as far as what you want your novels to contain? Like page turner check? I, no, no. I mean, I, there's a lot of things I want to get into a novel, and somehow they all manage to get in. Um, in this case, for example, besides the opening that I talked about, I wanted to deal with that kid who was bullied in school. I wanted to deal with um, manipulation, which I think our population is going through. I wanted to deal with some of the fake news stuff that we're seeing. I wanted to deal with the bots and how we are so easily being fooled on both, on all sides. Um, I wanted to deal with the, the people's reaction to uh, loving a figure rather than a system. I wanted to deal with a lot of things. <laughs> you, can, 
you know, what your responsibility is if you see a danger. Um, and all these things somehow ended up in the novel. Um, it's jam-packed, sure, but that's always how I do it. But um, I don't make a separate checklist. And if things don't work, if things do, are not part of the story, they have to go. So I can't say, ooh, you know what my theme is this book? I really want to teach you X. But if the story doesn't go to X, I'm not going to do it. If you, if you force that in, it won't work. Everything has to be slave to the story. What are your writing habits, uh, Harlan? And what's the best writing environment for you? You said earlier it's you, you treat it as a job. Yep. Um, I'm I'm one of the few um, writers whose routine is not to have a routine. That is, I change up a lot. I do whatever's working, and then I move on. So it's almost like I'm riding a horse until the horse collapses, and then I'm looking for a new horse. Uh, most of my career, I've written outside the house, uh, mostly because I have. I have four kids. The four kids are, are grown, so I've been leaving the house. I've been staying home more um, to write over the last year or two. Um, I find a place like a good coffee shop, or a, you know, I, I was once writing in the back of an Uber well, so I would just take Ubers wherever I went. Uh, there's a there's a table that was by in my supermarket by the deli counter, and for a while I was writing well there, so I went there every day and I wrote. Whatever's getting you to produce. Um, words is good, and whatever's not producing words bad. It's a very simple formula. If it's if whatever you're doing, I don't care if it's standing on your head or or taking early morning walks or exercising or just sitting on your couch doing nothing. If you're if it's helping you produce words, it's good. If it's not helping you produce words, it's bad. And so you have to shift depending on what's working because nothing works forever. I'm sure you're hard at work on another novel. If so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I cannot. <laughs> okay. I never talk about the novel I'm working on, and I'll, and I'll tell you why, because I think it's fairly decent advice for people who are writing. I'm right now dying to tell you about my next novel. <laughs> I can't wait for you to say it. But the only way I will ever get that satisfaction is to write the novel. Yes. When I hear a friend or somebody or somebody who wants to write say, ooh, I'm writing my new novel, and it's about, it's almost like I can watch the balloon losing air. Yeah. The only way to give yourself that satisfaction of telling people what your novel is about is to write the novel, complete it, and then let them read it. Anything else is taking air out of your balloon. Don't do it. Harlan Coben, the book out now is The Boy from the Woods. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks very much. Nice talking to you. And you can connect online with Harlan Coben. He's got a website, harlancoben, C-O-B-E-N.com. Uh, also, facebook.com slash harlancobenbooks, Instagram at harlancoben, Twitter at harlancoben as well. The Boy from the Woods is the, uh, the new novel out now. And that is Speaking of Writers in Capital Region Sunday, a production of Town Square Media Albany for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week with another edition. I'm Steve Richards.